on this edition of Champions Advantage, the bet that we have been sitting on for months finally gets revealed. What will the loser of our Royal Rumble slash takeover predictions have to do? Tune in to find out. Also, we cover all the news, including our thoughts on the recent Nigel McGuinness documentary. Will there be shots fired at uh, WWE social media pages? Perhaps. I give a quick rundown of the 1994 Royal Rumble because it was baffling to say the least. And finally, there's some rumors going around about contracts. Mike, what's your quick one-sentence gut reaction about these release rumors? Much ado about nothing. And all that and more coming up right after this. Man, oh man, is it a great day, let me tell you. So, uh, what's going on in your world? You know, I didn't have football to watch today, but I did because I love the sport. I know you did. You were very nervous for a while. I was chitting my pants for a little bit, but, uh, yeah. That shit would have never happened in the XFL. No, and 2020, baby. XFL 2020. Coming back. I w- It wouldn't be a no-call pass interference. It would just be an RKO. Yeah. Which yeah. would be awesome. And Earl Hebner would have been the side judge. And Dave Hebner. Yeah, they, oh, they would have done the twin switch. I love it. Um, and all of their stolen merchandise. <laughs> Uh, those damn Hebners. But we are less than a week away from the Royal Rumble. It is crazy. It, it, is it your favorite show of the year? It's always been. It always will be. You know the Rumble's big when uh, there's there's a decently sized anti-WWE crowd on wrestling Twitter. And even they're excited about the Rumble. So that just tells you how great it is, man. And we are excited. We Today we finally get to reveal the bet. Uh, oh, God. Yeah, it's going to be brutal, man. It's, it's going to be brutal, and I, I always lose these things when stakes are in order. And we don't even know exactly what we're doing yet. That's where you're going to come in. We know the basis of what we're doing. We know the basis of what we're doing, but this is where you guys are going to have a part to play, and I'll get we'll get to more on that later. But uh, first, let's uh, kick it off with the news. I mean, we had a... I guess it's a semi-eventful news week. A lot of... A lot of the news is, is we're going to be talking about towards the end. That's like the, the real big juicy stuff, so to say. But, uh, man, we both checked out the Nigel McGuinness documentary this past weekend, and I know we both have some thoughts on it. So what are your initial thoughts on the documentary and basically Nigel's story? I mean, wrestling makes you cry sometimes, right? Yeah, I, I, throw, I, I won't lie. There was someone cutting onions near me. I, don't know. I, I, I knew exactly the moment that had to happen, too. Yeah. It's when Brian texted him. Mm-hmm. It, had yeah. be, it had to be when Brian texted him. Yeah, man. Not to spoil anything, but and I, you'll understand it if you watch it yeah. when you get there. But wow, we could have been huge. Yeah, man. It just seems like nothing went his way. That's crazy that if he had just lied about his torn bicep, shit could have been so much different. He could have, he could have been Daniel. We could have had the we could have the yes movement with Nigel McGuinness as the first ever British-born heavyweight champion. Oh, I think he. I think he had multiple championships, or just on lock and ready to go for WWF. Uh, WWE. As you say that, gotta get the F out. Not, the not F that, out. He's not that old, but uh, he's. I mean, maybe he does have a, a run in him in the World Wildlife Fund, but uh, who knows? Um, yeah, oh, it's just it's just shitty, especially the part with the hepatitis. Yeah, man, that's that sucks. He was so goddamn good, and then TNA gave him gave him the boot. But, uh, yeah, Nigel McGuinness, I wasn't watching ROH in 2007, 2008, 2009. So I knew of, very little about it. A lot of his best stuff I've I've never even seen in full. I've seen, like, highlights, obviously. I watched a him and Kevin Steen match. That was excellent. I'm sure that was incredible. But uh, it's weird because I don't even know how, but I knew of Nigel McGuinness. You know what I'm saying? No, I know exactly. Like, I was going through the same thought process. Like, I knew I him. I never went out of my but way. But I never watched him. I don't know how I knew him. My first... I never went out of my way to watch him when I was, like, I no other wrestling existed to me other than WWE. Yeah, yeah, at the time. That age, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Time. Right, right. Especially there was not as much exposure as there is now. Right, it's not, wasn't, there wasn't streaming services worldwide where you could watch any promotion you wanted on a whim. Uh, but my first exposure to him was as Desmond Wolf in TNA, and I remember that match against Kurt Angle they were talking about in, in the documentary, and man, that was a hell of a match, and they pushed him hard, he came in, beat Angle, and then, yeah, like you said, man, the hepatitis, which is just... A killer. Yeah. It's just awful. And you know what else is, like, really sad, mini spoiler alert, when he's talking about his retirement tour, and he's like, there was a part of me that was still hopeful they'd see me, and then call me, and, like, that's heart-wrenching, man. And... This comes into a, a conversation we're having later, I believe, 
wrestlers need to get as much money as possible. Yeah, we're getting... that's why the business is so good right now. Because if he had that money, oh yeah, there's so many places to work. If he had that money, gets his bicep fixed. Yeah, he makes a lot of money. He might be the he might be the WWE champion as we speak. Yeah, it's possible because he was not old. He's still not old. I don't think he's even forty yet. No, I think he's thirties. Yeah. Yeah, but he had everything. He had all the intangibles. He had all. He had charisma out the ass. He was a great worker. He had a great look. You know, yeah, he had everything except you being truthful on his on his uh, physical. Yeah, and like, and Maroon's always been a uh, some similar jamoke with that kind of stuff. I mean, I see, I see it from there. No, from I know, I get it. Though. I get it completely from them. You can't just you can't do that. And then, uh, and it's hearing hearing Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan, talk about how he he lied on his physical, and it could have been like the same situation for him. It's like. Damn man, it's really. Imagine we never get really, we never get Brian Daniels. I know it's crazy, man. It's, but I can't recommend that you go out of your way and watch that documentary enough. Uh, and saying that he's exactly where he belongs. Yeah, if he can't, if he can't be an in ring competitor, he deserves to showcase his skills as. And he's a really good. He's very good. He's. I they have Michael Cole as a big part of this documentary towards the end, and he says just because uh, Michael Cole, while people don't think he's just an announcer. He hires yeah, all he the runs, talent. He runs that. He department. he he hires all the talent. Yeah, and he said he knew he wanted him for a while, and he, uh, I think he might be the one to pre- uh, replace Michael when he goes. It's probably it's... if he wants to stay around that long. Yeah, I mean, and like I love the part where because uh, Zach Gibson basically copied uh, Nigel McGuinness's. Oh, when when he did the London Dungeon and Nigel was freaking out, and like the whole match, he, he's like he's like Shakely Gates, Shakely, <laughs> and he's losing his mind. And, like it was so cool to just see that he still has the passion, and he's exactly where he belongs right now. Yeah, and he's like you said, he's very good at it. So I can't I can't recommend that you go out and watch that documentary. Enough, That's why the man. network is so good. Yeah, he gets like some of the, some of my favorite stuff they've produced have been those documentaries in the WWE 24s and McFoley storytelling. Yeah, like the Hardys, the Hardys WWE 24 is one of my favorite things on the network. Like they open up all the way in that one. Oh, more than you could ever believe. Yeah, Matt Hardy basically talks about how he thought he was going to die and uh, no, his friends thought he was going to die. Yeah, man. And now it's we're blessed to be living in a time period where we have the WWE network. Yeah, it's it's a great great thing. And New Japan World for that matter and places like uh Power Slam TV and fight and the Fight TV app, man. It's just like there's so much good shit out there for you to watch. You just you just gotta seek it out. Yeah, it's all it's all right there at a whim. Anything you want, which is amazing. Cause uh, I know a, a person who was younger. Uh, he he was 13 years old, and uh, he knew we were talking just straight about New Japan Pro Wrestling at one point. Yeah, I, I didn't know. I wasn't there when I was 13. I was actually might be might have been just starting to get into it. I don't think I was there when I was 13. No, I no I wasn't yet either. You're I'd right. say probably about like twenty. I was aware. I was aware of it, but I was. I know. I didn't know how to watch it. Yeah. It was. I had no idea who, Yuji Nagata or like fucking <laughs> great, great name job there. I love it. Tanahashi was. Nor did I care. <laughs> I was. I was all about all about Cena. You know. Yeah. Big big big. You can't see me, guy. Yeah. Too bad we're not a a, a video show. Or they felt it. <laughs> Pause. They felt that they felt the charisma. Pause. What? All right, never mind. Uh, so yeah, let's let's move on then. Um, so WWE social media. I want to kind of get into this, and it's it's the Rumble thing, but it's uh, more than that. So let me. I gotta find the exact tweet here. So Saturday morning, they posted. Uh, they posted a tweet, and it was like. Uh, Here's every person who entered number one in the Royal Rumble. And, like, every was capitalized. And it's, like... They went out of their way to say every. Yeah, and it's, like, I completely understand why you're going to skip 2004. But, like, either don't put every or, like, don't even post a gallery. Like, I I don't know. Am I alone in this one? Do you do you, do you get what I'm what I'm saying? Yeah, no, they, they should have just not tweeted it at all. Yeah, or, like... Yeah, like, why do we need a photo gallery of everyone that's entered number one? Like, it doesn't even, it doesn't even and make sense. And then there's the elephant in the room. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <coughs> there's the elephant in the room, and they they capitalized every. They did. That's... So, like, I understand uh, you had the Twitter account for this moment, and you said, uh, I, I understand how we can't talk about 2004, yeah, no, which I get I don't blame. I don't blame them for not mentioning but it, but for, like... You can't bring him into a room... 
and not acknowledge that he's in the room. Like, the only reason I clicked on the, the link is because it said everyone, and I'm like, no, they did it. They did it. So I'm scrolling through 88, 89, 90, 91, so on, so on. I get to 2000, 2001, 2003, 2005. I'm like, okay, they didn't. But, like, you can't say everyone, and then, I don't know. Yeah, you know, you can't welcome him into the room and then not acknowledge he's there. So the thing that more people were pissed about was uh, the fact that uh, they WWE announced that they would be revealing entries for the Women's Royal Rumble match every 30 minutes on social media. And there was a lot of backlash to this. And for me, it wasn't that big of a deal because I knew that they wouldn't spoil any surprises. Like, they yeah. announced... Like, I'm not going to read off everyone they announced. They announced, like, Charlotte and Nia Jax. And, yeah. You know, they basically announced... The roster. Like, yeah. And they announced probably, like, 10 or so people, I'd say. It wasn't... No, 21. They announced 21? Oh, I didn't read all I of believe, them. I believe they announced all 21. But they were all they were all the... Uh, yeah, they didn't spoil any roster, surprises. No. And, no, not at all. Which is weird, but... Like... Fine, I guess. People know half the men's field for the Rumble. I don't... Yeah. But at the same time... There's a reason they had to do it. No, no, no. I'm, I'm not going to defend it. When you have all this Twitter backlash saying, don't do it, don't do it, I'm going to mute you, I'm going to block you until the wrong... Like, that's an easy thing to do. Like, just then don't do it. Like, you're getting all this backlash. Like, they say, like, the new era, we're in charge, quote, unquote, unquote. God damn it, Tony. We have women on the roster now. Yeah, but, like... If, not divas. If you're going to tell us that we're in charge and we're the authority now, even though, like, we all know it's a crock of bullshit, but if you're going to say it and then you go and, like do this unveiling every half hour even though literally not one even though even though literally no one said it's a good idea that's like that's an example of being tone deaf and not listening to your audience like that's a small thing it's not like it's not like we're asking them to change their storyline it's like no. don't tweet out the entries I don't know but at the same time I really don't have a problem with it because I knew like you know all those people are going to be in this in the match anyway for so. example like I know it's not going to happen but if Tessa Blanchard was going to appear in the Women's Royal Rumble, they weren't going to tweet about it. You know what yeah. I mean? So, like, I don't think it's as big of a deal as everyone's kind of making it out to be. No, it's nothing. It's a nothing happening thing. So, yeah, that's kind of my... I don't even know if it's a rant. It's just, like, the social media teams... That's your not, version of the come on man from ESPN. Yeah, that's, that's, that's actually a good... That's a good analogy. Um, it's like, well, really? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's like it's unnecessary and nobody's asking for it. So that's that's it in terms of that. So let's get on to the meat and potatoes of the news today. Uh, there are several talents who reportedly asked for their release, and there's one talent who isn't expected to sign a new contract. Um, allegedly, the revival and Mike and Maria Kanellis all asked for their releases, and allegedly Dolph Ziggler's contract is up around January 31st. And I don't know. I'll believe that when I fucking see it. But I mean, it kind of makes sense because he hasn't been on TV. In Dolph like Ziggler's been Dolph Ziggler's been threatening to leave since Tez was yeah, on top. We're gonna get to that, but uh, but uh, I guess I start with Mike and Maria Kanellis. Well, um, she shot it down, did she not? She did, but but you, that doesn't mean anything. But but multiple sources confirmed that. Well, here's the thing: it could have all been semantics. Like obviously, we weren't there; we don't know what happened. But the report was the report was never that Mike went to like talent relations and asked for his release. The report was that Mike told the boys he was going to ask for his release. So maybe he did really tell the boys, but then he didn't go and ask talent relations, so it's all semantics. So, like, technically, he didn't ask for his release even though he wants out. So, like, yeah. or maybe it's all bullshit, or maybe it's all true. Who really knows? But, uh, see, this is the thing that kind of bugs me. Like, whenever somebody is, is like, rumors of them leaving since AEW was announced, I was like, AEW, AEW, AEW. And I saw a, a story the other day on the internet. Yeah. It wasn't a story. It was some, you know, Mark Like Us. And uh, he's like, it makes perfect sense for AJ Styles to go to AEW. <laughs> he's like, he has not been treated. I'm like, he's a motherfucker. He's a three-time WWE champion in yeah. two years. Like, it's it's an absurd thing. And could they afford all these people? I mean, it depends how much Tony Khan. I mean, Tony Khan definitely has the money. It's how much is he willing to invest. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which, in his defense, looks like it's going to be a lot. Yeah, it looks it, like he's it, taking it very seriously, and it's like... Well, yeah, you, you own two professional sports teams. Well, his father owns them. He doesn't own them. Well, I mean... I'm sure they shared the same... I'm sure they share revenue, you know what I mean? He's a very wealthy man in his own right. But, uh, like, I was I was listening... Well, I wasn't listening to it, because it was an article. I was reading an article that was on ESPN. They interviewed Cody, and he's... <laughs> 
You mean you mean all the best wrestlers in the world and Cody? That was Forbes. That's a different. That was, that was so funny. That was like uncalled for. I don't. It was. Uh, Sam Roberts was talking about. It. He's like, it's just. He's like, I want to talk to the writers. Like, there's no way. There's it's no just like. To, it's like there's a shot at Cody. Yeah, I, like unprovoked. I don't know. Like, <laughs> like whoever wrote that article must have like some personal beef with Cody for some odd god ungodly reason. But uh, anyway. Uh what was I going to say? I lost my train of thought. Okay, ESPN article of Cody. They're interviewing him about AEW and like what he's, his vision was. And his vision is he wants about 10 to 12 core, like mainstream stars. And then he wants a bunch of guys that like have never been on the mainstream and no one's heard of. That's why we went out and signed MJF and Janela and Jungle Boy. MJF is going to be a very, very big, uh, a very, very big addition there. Yeah. Uh, Future champion, maybe. Yeah. But anyway, like, I don't, I don't see, I don't see how Mike and Maria Canellis fits into either of those categories. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not trying to disrespect those guys. I love Mike Bennett. I was very happy when they moved him on 205 Live, and they're finally doing something with him. Uh, but like, I just, I don't think, I don't think he fits into either of those categories. Uh, I'm sorry, I have to answer a text message from work. Oh no, but uh, I I'll continue this. Yes, please. No, I, you're right. I mean, he's a great hand, but nothing more than that. I think they can use her mind more than him as a wrestler. Yeah, because I think I believe it was Paul Heyman that said she's the smartest person in the wrestling business. Yeah, and uh, but they can use her mind more than they can use his abilities. Sorry, Mike, it's just true. But like, one's not going without the other. Let's, no, they're let's face married. It. I'm gonna miss I that think... theme song. I think well, this I don't think that's we're gonna get to that in a little bit. I don't think WWE is gonna gonna let them go. They're not gonna let anybody go. No, would you? Yeah. I don't know. Um, I we're gonna because there's they're not even the big fish involved in this. Did you see a story that said uh, Sasha's not happy with her position in, in the company? Yeah, and uh, that's, that's. Do you all. believe that? I don't know. I doubt it, especially considering she signed a five-year deal last year. That would kind of, that would kind of lead me to believe that she's happy with her position. Um, she's more than likely going to be a Raw Women's Tag Team cha- or a Women's Tag Team Champion. Yeah, and I I didn't read the I saw the articles, but I didn't read them. I'm guessing it it's all stemming from the fact that uh, she tweeted that she wants a revival to take her with them wherever they go. Oh. I think I didn't read the articles, but I saw those tweets, so I'm assuming that's where it stems from. I'm not sure. What does she have not to be happy about? I just don't believe it. No, I mean, I don't believe it either. But, but the big fish. Anything else you want to talk about, Mike and Maria? Uh, yeah, yeah. Actually, there is because I, I'm sorry. Someone called off, so I have to go into work early tomorrow. So I'm trying to deal with this right now at the same time. But I think Mike and Maria would be a better fit in back in ROH with the Kingdom. Like they're obviously they're original founding members of the Kingdom. That's where Mike Bennett kind of grew and got his opportunity to go to TNA and be the miracle Mike Bennett and then eventually get signed by WWE. And Matt Taven has been really, has really been a rising star in Ring of Honor lately. And I think uh, getting Mike Bennett and Maria back in the fold of that stable would do wonders for not only Mike and Maria, but the stable itself. And especially with Ring of Honor losing arguably like his top five stars. So I just think Ring of Honor would be a better fit. And that's kind of where I was going with before I got derailed when I was talking about how everyone thinks everyone's best fit is AEW. I think if Mike and Maria are to leave, I think they'd be a better fit in Ring of Honor or going back to Impact. I think those are just better fits than AEW. Not a completely fair statement. I think Impact needs a star and he can be the one. Yeah, I, I think he'd do well there. And, I, and supposedly they're throwing money around too because Jericho said he got a very good offer from Impact. So. Well, you have three billionaires going around with money now throwing money at people. Yeah. Which is absurd. Yeah. And then New Japan and Ring of Honor, not too far behind them. Oh, Ring of Honor goes by Sinclair. Yeah, it's a very, very wealthy broadcasting so, company. So, I mean, there's some heavy players in this game right now. Yeah, and... Which is good. Let the boys get paid. So let's move on to probably the one that everyone is most excited about, I guess would be the, the terminology. The Revival. Say, yeah. say yeah. Ah, I see what you did there. So, The Revival. Um... Dash and Dawson reportedly... See, I was supporting them, and then I saw the reason that they said they were leaving. That's what you get to. And I wanted to, I wanted to slap them. So, supposedly, after the match with the Lucha House Party, they walk backstage in their gear, and as for the release, because of the treatment of not just them, the entire Raw <laughs> Tag Division... They lost me. 
Why? No, they're right, but they lost me for some reason. I it's emotional. But I don't, I don't understand why it lost you. It just they, they lost me. There. They're in the raw tag division. If the division yeah. if the division is treated like shit, they're treated like shit. You know what I mean? Can I ask you something though? Sure, you can ask me whatever you want. How'd you fix that division? I mean, it doesn't happen overnight, but you gotta just you gotta you gotta have credible champions. Like, let's look at the last couple champions. We went from the deleters of the world who did nothing with the belts to the B team who did nothing with the belts to. Drew and Dolph, who put on some good matches, but they were putting on good matches with The Shield, who are already top guys. And we went from them to uh, Ambrose and Rollins, which is literally just... Which is literally... The title's really just a prop to turn Ambrose heel. Then they went to the, to AOP, who did absolutely nothing with the titles. And now they're on Rude and Gable, who weren't even... Not only were they not on Raw last week, they weren't even mentioned. Oh, God. I fell asleep early last night, so, or last week, so I missed it. Yeah. But yeah, they got to get them on TV. They need to think deeper storylines. But I think there's a chance there's a lot of talent in that division. There is. So you you fix it by having credible champions, featuring them on the show every week, put on killer matches, and like, I don't know, how about you build up more than one storyline? Like, they do, the, there doesn't have, the, sto- the tag team storyline doesn't have to be the tag team championships. You could have two tag team storylines going on at once. I mean, it's a three-hour show. There's no excuse. like... The SmackDown division, tag division, I felt is built a little better. The only complaint I really have with that is I feel like those titles are about to be turned into a prop with Shane and Miz. That might be a spoiler in my prediction for that, that match. Could be, that could be done right. It I could think. be done right, but, but the, uh, you know the titles are going to take a back seat. The problem with SmackDown is it's great, but the reason it's great is three teams. Yeah. You know what I'm the saying? Bar, the Bar of the Usos and uh They're just putting on New great Day. matches with each other, no matter who's in the ring. But they have the talent too. Sanity's very a very good tag team. Obviously the good brothers are awesome. Uh they have the talent there and it looks like it seems like they're trying to start to build something. Uh but then again they're also doing the Shane and Miz thing, which the whole division's gonna take a back seat, which is just kinda shows you it just kinda shows you Vince's thought process on tag team wrestling. When you go down you go down to NXT Triple H is uh, letting Undisputed Era have killer tag matches at every takeover. Uh, they had a five-star match rated by Dave Meltzer on an episode of NXT TV, which is unfathomable. Yes, that, that, that was unheard of. Uh, even in NXT UK, it seems like those titles are going to be treated important with the Grizzled Young Vets. They kind of have the machine behind them right now. Uh, Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel are, have a little something going on. Obviously, Mustache Mountain's there. <coughs> it seems like Vince and Triple H's philosophy on tag team wrestling is completely different. But anyway, the Revival would fit into AEW. Yes, they would. Because, and simply because of the FTR storyline that's, like, built on a silver platter. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's there if they want it. Yeah. Which is why I understand the WWE not letting them go if they don't want them. Yeah, I, I get... No, I get them hanging on the Revival. I get that. I don't get why they're holding Mike and Maria hostage. If they are, I don't... Obviously, like... We're not quote unquote insiders. We're not dirt sheet writers. Like, we don't know for sure. It's just, I'm assuming. I'm assuming. I don't know. I mean, only in the future we'll find out. Yeah, but uh, Dave Meltzer revealed that the revival are reportedly under contract until April 2020. So if WWE's not letting them go, it seems like they're not going to do the Neville thing because they worked the house show loop this weekend. Supposedly had killer matches with Rude and Gable, which doesn't surprise me. So it seems like if they do want to leave, they're at least gonna. I don't want to work it out. I don't want to say go about it the right way because I understand why Neville did what he did, but yeah. I, I should say they're going to be professional about it and just work through it. Oh, those guys seem it. Yeah, but, but uh, maybe they can work something out. They can stay and they can stay in the company. I mean, if they are under contract until April 2020, and Vince has no intentions of releasing them, they got a year to turn it around and convince them to stay somehow. But I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'd like to see. I'd love to see them in the Young Bucks wrestle. That they obviously have interest in wrestling each other. It would be a perfect match between an old school tag team and like the newest school tag. What team. wrestling is in twenty nineteen? Uh, this is a great story to be built there too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and finally, Dolph Ziggler. There are rumors floating out and about that Ziggler will be wrapping up with the company after January thirty first. He has not appeared on TV since uh, the cage match with McIntyre. I believe that aired on New Year's Eve. Um, so, but the the interesting thing is, he's not leaving allegedly to go into wrestling for another company. He wants to step away from the ring and do his comedy thing, which is sounds like the most Dolph Ziggler thing ever. Oh yeah, 
Apparently, they offered him a job as a backstage agent, and he turned it down. He'd be a good agent, too. He would be, but... I understand. Like, he's been on... He's been in the machine for years, and I don't think he's ever going to... 15 years now, right? Let's see. He made his debut... Close to it. 2000, 2005, so that's... Yeah, he's, almost 15 But he years. was in developmental before that. Yeah, I'm just talking main roster. He was, is, I think he was the OEW Tag Team Championship with Johnny Jeter, who I believe was... Johnny. Johnny. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Don't overthink it. He was Johnny. Um, but he probably reached his peak in 2013 when he cashed in Money in the Bank, and then unfortunately he got hurt and just kind of never got back to that level, and he's probably never going to get to that level again. That, that ship has just kind of sailed. Well, in saying that, there's... Some incredible talent on his roster now that should go over him. And Dolph could still put on good matches. Um, yeah, he would be a good match guy going out. That's kind of been his role. He's just kind of been, you know, Nakamura debuted against Ziggler. Uh, they used, they basically used Ziggler to get McIntyre over as a heel. That's kind of been his role. He's kind of been the, the, the old passing and torch guy. Uh, he had a nice, he had a little IC title run in the summer, then he had a tag title run in the fall. He always gets a random IC title run. That's fair. He always gets like a that's random four-week icy title run. Yeah, that, that's that. Actually, that is true. Um, so, what do you do? Do you buy the Ziggler rumors? Is but like you said, it, it appears that this happens every year. Up, oh, Ziggler's gone. Ziggler's gone. Ziggler's I told gone. you, he's been, he's been running this rumor since Taz was working on top. I mean, he has. He did change his Twitter name to his real name, but I mean, people I can care. read it. And he did tweet later marks, but <laughs> he know he's. Dolph Ziggler's all the, you gotta remember. All of these guys are workers. It's their job to be a worker. So the trolls. don't believe everything you read. But you know, I don't know. I think it's more possible now than it's been. But yeah, I could. Dolph Ziggler seems like the guy who has a uh, who would just quit wrestling and go into comedy. Like I'm sure he's made his money over the years. Probably made a lot of good money. Yeah, I'm sure he did because. I know I know. at one point when he was really, really going to leave for real this time, they offered him a really good deal to get him to stay. That was like 2014, I believe. Um, so like you said, we hear this every every year about Dolph, so I guess only time will tell. Um, I mean, I guess I, I think it is telling, though, that he hasn't been on TV. Like, if it was just... if he, I haven't even noticed that he was not on TV. If he just changed his name or just wasn't on TV and not the combination of both. And he also opened a pro wrestling tea store, so that's kind of... Who knows? He's taking that. He's taking that book from KO. Well, KO had a pressing T star before he was in WWE. Yeah, but he opened it for like whenever he gets fired. But Ziggler wasn't fired. He just yeah. No, no, you, no. I think, like I said, I think it's more likely now, more likely now than it's been. But I still not sure if I believe it. So, anything else you have to say before we? No, move pretty on much to... all the news this week, right? Yeah, I think that's pretty much it for the news and. The fun stuff starts in a bit, man. This is it's gonna get intense. So stay tuned. Before we get to the the main event of the bet, we have a little bonus content. So I was I, I had an hour to kill, and I was scrolling through all the Royal Rumbles, and I'm like, I think I've seen every Royal Rumble ever. Then we got to 1994, and I'm like, I've never seen it. I've never seen it either, so I click on it, I press play, and it's an hour and six minutes long, and I can't recommend it enough. I feel like every Rumble is an hour and six minutes well, long. Well, no, I'm about, I'm about to get to why the extra six minutes are there. They show, like, you know how every year they do the guy, like, I'm going to win the Royal Rumble, I'm going to win the yeah. Royal Rumble. So the guys they have doing this are incredible. So it's Macho Man, makes sense, he's a okay. viable candidate to win the Cup Rumble. Of coffee in the big time. Shawn Michaels, he could go in the Rumble, that's a, that's a realistic threat. Diesel, he could win the Rumble, that's a, that's that's realistic. Tatanka, now that's, now he was coming off of a big undefeated streak. Was he on the streak? Yes. Okay, that's what so, I was going to say. I don't think he was on the streak, but it just ended. So what, did, what did he say? Did he say, yee, 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 Are going to win the Rumble? As a matter of fact, he did. <laughs> Not those exact words, but he did yee. <laughs> he did yee. Jeff Jarrett, who's a mid-carder, okay, maybe it's believable. Then it's Doink and Dink. <laughs> and Doink and Dink telling me they're going to go to the Royal Rumble and face Yokozuna for the WF Championship. I wasn't buying this. <laughs> so I just imagine Vince going for these pre-tapes like, yeah, give me Macho Man. Give me Shawn Michaels. Give me Diesel. Who was the interviewer at the time? It was, I don't, it was an interviewer. It, oh, just, was, it just, was just the guys being oh. like, I'm going to win the Royal Rumble this way. It's like, give me Shawn Michaels. Give me Diesel. Give me Macho Man. Give me the Indian. 
Give me Ric Flair. Sir, that's Jeff Jarrett. What do you mean it's Jeff Jarrett? He does the figure four and he has long blonde hair. Who the hell is Jeff Jarrett? And give me the clowns. <laughs> oh, you know you love those clowns. So I can I. But in saying that, the original Dwayne character was. Oh, fucking the evil Dwayne was out, but the, Matt Bourne was gone by this point. This no, wasn't this Matt was, Bourne. This was, this, was, this was Nick Dink. This was Bourne, no, but, uh, this was Doink with Dink. Oh God. So the then, Cody Parkies duo. So then number one comes out. It's Scott Steiner, and I'm like Jesus Christ, because babyface, white meat babyface, black jet black mullet Scott Steiner is never not strange to me. Fucking singlet was he wearing a singlet? Oh, he was he was singleted up. Although Steiner's a great tag team. Number two, Head Shrinker, Samu. The one that's not Rikishi. The one that's not Rikishi, got it. So they battled out for it's that. It's Alpha, right? No, Alpha was their manager. Alpha was their manager? Yeah. Samu, I don't know who Samu was. He was just Samu. <laughs> so, number three is Rick Steiner. So the Steiners double-teamed Samu, and I sent the... Did you watch the video in the group message I sent? Yes. So, so the, basically, the Steiners duck a high cross, and Samu is supposed to like go straight over the top rope. But he accidentally Mick Foley like ties himself. I was gonna say he did the Foley spot, and he just he sold it like he was dead. Like I guess he didn't know how to sell it, so he just <laughs> sold it like he just went limp. That was how he sold it. Did the Steiners it. get him out? Scott untangled him and then shoved him off the apron. So he was supposed to get he was supposed to oh, be eliminated. He, he was supposed to go straight over the top rope. Well, he's supposedly supposed to do like a tope over the top rope. Okay, but he got fucking caught, and <laughs> this whole Royal Rumble's just amazing. So next, they go to the back, and they show Tenru and the Great Kabuki attacking Lex Luger. Oh, gee. (laughs) And I'm I'm watching this with zero context. Oh, God. And then, number 10 comes out, and it's Virgil. So I'm jumping forward a little bit. Okay. And Vince McMahon says, well, Virgil wasn't supposed to be in this rumble, but he's an alternate. So they basically buried, they said, this guy isn't one of the 30 biggest stars in the company. He's an alternate. That's amazing. And by the way, the commentary team, Vince Can I guess it? Yes. Uh, Vince McMahon. There's two people. You'll never, if you guess the second person, I will give you $100. Jerry the King Lawler. Not yet. The million dollar man, Ted DiBiase. Oh God, he's an awful commentator. (laughs) And with Vince. NWA sold out, or NWA, Jesus. (laughs) NWA sold out. He was awful. Yeah. So that's pretty much... So then, Greg the Hammer Valentine comes in in 1994. <laughs> and I'm like, there's no way Greg Valentine was at the WWF in 1994. I was like mind blown. And then like three entrance later, who comes out? Rick the Model Martell. I'm like, what is Are going on? Are you serious? On? Yes. And they both lasted like 20 minutes. Oh, God. So anyway... Just the entrance in this rumble. Diesel, the first of all, Diesel got like the the big man eliminates everyone spot. Yeah. He had the best mullet I've ever seen. Oh, he was sexy back in the day. Oh, and and Virgil wasn't the only alternate. Thurman Sparky Plug. Yes, the one, two, three kid. Dude. Yes. So anyway, I'm Thurman. Friends call me Sparky. So anyway, the final four in this fucking Royal Rumble: Bret Hart, Lex Luger, okay, fair, Shawn fair. Michaels. And Head Shrinker Fatu, a pre-Rikishi Rikishi. One of these names is not like the other, at least in 1994. I mean, yeah. So there was an awesome spot where, so down to the final four, Brett and Lex whip Sean and uh, Rikishi at each other. Sean leapfrogs Rikishi, and Lex and Bret Hart backdrop them both over the top rope at the same time. It was an awesome spot. It was so then we get down to Brett. Then we get down to Brett and Luger, and this is the infamous both feet hit at the same time. And dude, they execute this perfectly. They never showed you a good camera angle. No, never. It wasn't like Cena and Batista. It wasn't where it was accidentally, but no, this is. It couldn't get any more perfect than that. It couldn't. Like, but they made sure never to show you a proper camera angle because I'm sure they probably really didn't hit at the same time. So Kevin Moore done did, did his a, job. Did a great job. And Vince is like, I just, I just don't think we have the angle. <laughs> so then. There's two referees. One says Lex Luger wins. They play Lex Luger's music. I've seen this. I've seen this clip. Brett walks away so pissed off. He's dejected head down. Then the other ref goes, goes over to Finkel and says, no, Brett Hart wins. Brett Hart gets a fucking smile on his face. He throws his arms up in the air and powers back into the ring. Oh, he geeks it like Owen? Dude, it was awesome. It was awesome. So now they're doing the gimmick where they're both raising each other's hands. Jack Tunney comes marching. <laughs> Jack Tunney comes marching. The distinguished president of the World Wrestling Federation. 
And then... Didn't he go down to Scandal, too? I'm not sure. I think he did. He might have. We'll look that up. But he comes out, and he tells Finkel something. And Finkel goes, The winner of the 1994 Royal Rumble! And he just stops and like, Are you serious? It was awesome. Fink sold it great. He's like, Are you serious? So, like, so now there's another like 10-minute meeting. And then finally they declare them co-winners. Dude, it was awesome. It was great. It sounds like an unbelievable rumble. Dude, it was a rumble of Greg Valentine, Tito Santana, the Great Kabuki, Tenru. The Great Kabuki. The Great Kabuki. Looking fat as hell. I, I mean, awesome. I, I don't think your name could be the Great Kabuki and you're not fat. It was awesome. I love the 1994 Rumble. I'm going to have to watch this. It's so good. I'm going to have to watch it. It's this. so good. Oh, my God. It's so good. Cup of coffee in the big time. Yeah. I just couldn't believe everything that happened. <coughs> it right. sounds like a good rumble. It was, I'm not going to lie, when I thought 1994 WWF, I'm like, this Royal Rumble is going to suck. But I, it's like the only one I've never watched. And I'm like, I got to watch it. I watched it and I'm, it was like a comedy of errors, but every error was awesome. Like, like at Sugar Samu getting caught like neck first in the ropes and selling it like he was dead was awesome. I loved it. That's, it sounds like it was awesome. Okay. I'm interested to see who that was. Yeah, I'm not sure, but I cannot recommend the 1994 Royal Rumble. So, dude, are you ready to unveil to the world? Uh, yes. The name was Sam, his name was Samu. Well, uh, that makes sense. <laughs> All right. So we've been plotting this for a month. Should we tell them the origin of how this of how this bet came about? Let's do it. Because I don't even remember, so you're oh, going to have to. Because I was shocked by your response. Your response threw me through a loop. Um. I don't know how Kane Kane became the butt of our jokes, but like even bef- way before this podcast, he was the butt of our jokes. Well, yeah, because we found out he has every record ever and have. Like in 2015, we were just texting texting each other Kane facts. Like it's it's been going on forever. So, <laughs> the internet's a great place because you could literally do anything on the internet, but the internet's also a creepy place because they know everything you're doing on the internet. Mm-hmm. So I'm scrolling through Instagram and I talk so much about Kane. Then an ad comes out for a Kane Halloween costume, and I'm like, no way. This is awesome. So I send it to you. I'm like, should we have a bet for the Royal Rumble, and the loser has to wear this to WrestleMania? And you're like, yeah, let's do it, but I already bought an Undertaker costume from the same place, and that threw me through a loop. I was like, whoa. Yeah, I got I got drunk one night, <laughs> early October, and said, fuck it, I'm going to the Undertaker for Halloween. I actually posted a picture. There's a picture on our, on, our Twitter. on our Twitter. I was the greatest pure striker in wrestling podcast history. <laughs> Dude, the eye makeup made the costume. I was very, I was very proud of it. Yeah. Um, so, we decided that wearing the costume the whole day of WrestleMania would be too cruel. It's a lot of fucking spandex. And it's a long day. And you can't see me, but I'm fat as fuck. So if I lose, that spandex is not going to be fun. Because we have potentially Mania Crawl and the Bullet Club Block Party, or at least one or the other. We're doing, we're either doing both or at least one. We're not, we're not sure yet. Then we'll have all of WrestleMania, which is 12 hours of itself. So we decided that's a little cruel. So this is where you guys will come in. Use the hashtag CanePunishment and make suggestions of some type of video we should make Friday in Times Square. Because our hotel is close to Times Square. So we think we're going to go out and do some shenanigans with the loser dressed as Kane in Times Square. But we don't know exactly what. Some deathly chicanery. So, ah, I see what you did there. So uh, okay, Don't give me credit. I was going to use that word and realize and I realized halfway through the word Kane <laughs> Oh, my God. So, please give us your suggestions, and if 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 I pick your suggestion, I'll send you, like, five bucks on PayPal or something, or Venmo, or I'll send, you'll get some kind of reward and a shout-out if we use your suggestion. But, so basically, here's the rules how this is going to work. As you know, we record this show on Sunday nights, so any matches that get announced, either on Raw or SmackDown, will not count. We are just... We are picking- will not count, or just not being in the show? What do you mean? I mean, do you still want to count them like adjust the picks on Twitter or whatever? No, I, I think... Okay, so just... Only on-air picks count. I mean, okay. we can still make predictions for fun if you want to, but okay. they're not going to count towards the point total. Okay. Because I'm positive, I'm sure there'll be at least one more match added to the Royal Rumble, but it won't count, unfortunately. Um, so, NXT TakeOver has five matches, and the Royal Rumble has nine matches announced as of now. So, TakeOver matches will be worth two points, and uh, Royal Rumble matches will be worth one point. There will be two bonus questions, which we'll get to after all of our picks, and there's also a tiebreaker. So I'll give you a choice. It's not fair for the same person to pick first every time because then the other person just copy. So we're going to alternate picks. So there's, there's what's five? What's nine and five? 
14. 14. So there's an even number of matches. So whoever picks first, whoever picks second the first match will pick whoever, yeah, it's even. So whoever. Yes, so it's actually perfect. Yeah. So I'll give you a choice. Do you want to flip the coin and let me call it, or do you want me to flip the coin and let you call it? It's your, it's your day, bud. You already got one lucky on one coin flip today, so. All right, well, Goff went heads, so I'm going heads. You're going heads, I knew you were going to. It's tails. So, it is tails. So what do, you, do you want me to pick first, or do you want to pick first? Well, for the first match, because it alternates every match. So I'm sure you want the last pick for the last match. I'm going to defer. So I pick first. Yes. Okay, and we're also... We're also going to go backwards from the order that they're listed on, on the website that we're getting the cards from. So we'll pick Riddle and Ono. Riddle and Ono will be the first match we pick. Okay. Yes. So any other rules? Any? I think, I think we covered all the rules. So let's get to it. All right. NXT TakeOver takes place at the Talking Stick Resort Arena. Jesus Christ. These, these arenas are getting out of fucking control. <laughs> In Phoenix, Arizona. It takes place this Saturday, January 26th. The theme song is X by Poppy, which is it's awesome. I listened to that song in the dark when you sent it to me. Dude. I turned my fucking nightlight on quick. <laughs> give me, give me bloody. Please give me bloody. Oh, Jesus. You could get down on your knees if you're naughty. Pause. I know. It's just, it's weird. It's a very scary. Okay. So Matt Riddle versus Cassius Ono. I think this is a fairly obvious one. I'm going to go Matt Riddle. He's going to be a star in NXT. Um, Cassius Ono is kind of in the Dolph Ziggler role where he's there to put people over, and I think that's what he'll do. Hopefully their match goes longer than five seconds each time. I'm sure it will. I'm sure they'll get a proper showcase. But yeah, I'm going Matt Riddle. How about you? Uh, as well, Matt Riddle. All right. And don't accuse you for copying. There's no way Cash Sona's winning that match. Yeah, I think the Great Kabuki has a better <laughs> chance of winning that match than Cash Sona. I think it's I think it's safe to say that uh that we were both going Matt Riddle there. So, all right, this one is your pick first. See now, I wish I fucking picked first. I don't want to pick this goddamn match. Ricochet versus Johnny Gargano for the NXT North American Championship. Who you got and why? I'm going Trevor Ricochet, man. Ooh, ooh, this is going to be our first disagreement. I yeah, I know this is coming fast. Uh, so what's, what's your Gargano rationale? Gargano is going to be forever. He's going to be Tommy Dreamer. He's going to be Tommy Dreamer. He's not going to win the belt. I mean, I have no reason to dispute that from what I've seen so far. But I'm going Gargano. Uh, he needs it. He hasn't really done much since his heel turn. Yeah, he beat Black in the Steel Cage, but he loses every big match, and like that just can't happen. That's, I think that's his gimmick, though. Mm, I mean, you I could, think you could, you know what? You very well could be right. This yeah. is gonna be a big one. This is gonna be a big one. Yeah. Because I don't think we're gonna disagree a lot in this card. No, not at all. We might actually. I don't know what your I don't know what your mentality is, but that's the only title I I think I have changed in hands. So maybe we will disagree a little more. But it's my pick first. So you have the undisputed era: Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong taking on War Raiders, Hanson and Rowe for the NXT Tag Team Championship. I am going the undisputed era. Because I think the War Raiders get their moment Mania weekend. I am actually agreeing you for the same exact reason. Okay, so I think I think they get their Mania weekend and and then the night the uh, Raw after Mania, Undisputed Era makes his debut on the main roster. See, I was gonna say the SmackDown after Mania, but we're both but, we're both among, we're both on the same. Okay, wavelength. same. That's the same the same uh, thought process. Yeah, so we're both going Undisputed Era with that. Yeah, one. cool. Well, I'm actually glad you're picking first on this one. So we have Shayna Baszler taking on Bianca Belair in a singles match for the NXT Women's Championship. See, this will benefit you in the Rumble, but you kind of shot yourself in the foot for a takeover here. Yes, I did. Bianca's not ready. Okay, so we're both going to go Shayna. Both going Shayna? Okay. See, my, my theory is... I just think they just started with the, the four horsewomen... So I don't think Shayna's ready to lose this title yet. I think she I think she retains due to some shenanigans from uh from Duke and Marina. So I'm also going Shayna Baszler. And I think Shayna No, this is not this is not this is she doesn't have to win, she just has to retain. Yeah, she just has to retain. Okay. That's like because I'm spoiler, I'm gonna pick Asuka, but I don't necessarily think Asuka's gonna win. But yeah. Alright. So Alright, so it's my pick for the final match in NXT TakeOver. It is Tommaso Ciampa defending against Alistair Black. Um, How does the Velveteen Dream not have a match on the show? We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Oh, I like it. See, because you... All right, let's clear this up right now. Because your idea for bonus episode is... Bonus episode? Bonus... Well, cheat. Bonus, uh, bonus point opportunity was Legend that's returning at the Royal Rumble. I, or debut. I meant okay, to... Okay, because spoiler alert, Dream's going to be my pick. I would... I would... I told you how I would book him. Yeah. I'd, I'd throw him in at number one. Yeah. Let him go 30 minutes. So, I mean, for, do you want to... 
Do you want to save your since I threw my bonus out there? Do you want to throw yours out now, or do you want to save it till we get? I'll there? save it. Okay, cool. I think you know who mine's gonna be. <laughs> so, so. Uh... All right, Tommaso Ciampa and Alistair Black. I'm taking Ciampa because they're not going back to black. I agree. I think Gargano beats Ciampa Mania weekend. Gargano will get screwed out of. Here's what's gonna happen. This is this is Nostratoni right here. Gargano is going to win the North American title. You are Nostradamus. Apparently, I've been told. I've been told I'm, I am. But, so Gargano is going to beat Ciampa. I mean, going to beat uh, Ricochet. And they're going to do, like, this heel DIY thing. And then about March, Gargano is going to screw him at a North American title. It's going to set up their match at the Barclays, and Gargano is finally going to win the big one. Title for title? I don't think it'll be... I think Gargano... I think, I think Ciampa is going to screw him at the North American title to set up the, the NXT title match. You know what I mean? Mm. That, that's where I see this going. I could be 100% wrong, but that's that's what I, what I see. So you're also going Ciampa? I'm also going Ciampa. Don't see it leaving. Okay. So, so we have one disagreement. It's a big one. Yeah, because two points, man. You kind of have the advantage because Gargano could still win, and if Ricochet retains like by DQ or something. But see, they don't do a lot of that on TakeOver, no. so I don't think that's really an issue. Okay, so moving on to the Royal Rumble. Uh, it takes place the day after TakeOver, January 27th, Phoenix, Arizona at Chase Field. Stadium show for the Rumble. I like it. Huh. Running a baseball stadium in January. I wonder where they got that idea from. <laughs> hmm. Oh, yes. Hmm. But uh, I hope they come out of the dugouts. I Actually, I'm very interested to see how they set that venue up. Well, they're going to have to come out of the dugouts. It's the only way into the locker room. It's just, well, they could put, like, the dugout necessarily doesn't have to be part of the stage. I don't know. I'm going to be interested. I'm sure it'll just be the same generic stage we always get. Yeah, but, like, is that even possible to achieve? I mean, they did it at the Alamo Dome. The Alamo Dome's not a baseball stadium. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. Why does why that being a baseball stadium matter? Because you have the, the different dimensions. It's, different, it's a different shape. Yeah, but you could just... Remember Mania 19 on the ramp like was zigzagged? It could just be like that. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Because, like, just because they have to come out of the dugout, the dugout, they could put the curtain, like, in front of the dugout and, like, set up the stage in front of that. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. That's what I'm, like... I hope they do... Don't get me wrong. I hope they do something creative, but I'm just... I'm not banking on it. Um, so the first match, I believe you picked first. Yep. The first match is Rusev versus Shinsuke Nakamura for the United States Championship. I think this is a fairly obvious pick. Yeah, Rusev's not losing it. Yeah, they're not going back to Nakamura already. Um, uh, yeah, I don't think... I love Nakamura. I think that... He kind of deserves better than what he got, but at least he's making a pay-per-view for the first time since Survivor Series. Um, and they have a good match, I think. I, I, yeah, they'll have a really good I lo- I loved the SmackDown match on Christmas. I did. Um, but yeah, I don't see them going back to Nakamura. It just seemed like weird. I mean, maybe if they're trying to get him to stay and negotiations aren't going so well, maybe they'll be like, here, here's your U.S. title back, bud. But I don't see it happening, so I'm going Rusev. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Up next, a tag team match for the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Shit, I have to pick first, don't I? Yep. Fuck, the bar, Cesaro and Sheamus are taking on The Miz and Shane McMahon. Oh, man. I think I gotta go Miz and Shane, because I think that's the only way the storyline advances. Unless they do the turn already, which I don't think they're gonna do this early. But, I think they're gonna go, I think I gotta go Miz and Shane, because it's really the only way to advance the storyline. There's only two ways to advance the storyline. Do the turn there? I don't think they're gonna do or, that. Or or have them with the belts, and I don't see them. I don't see them turning them there. So you're going Miz and Shane too? It's especially like minutes into this Miz face turn. Yeah. You know I don't see I don't see. Yeah, I don't I'm, think the I'm turn, also going Miz and Shane. I don't think the turn will be until like March. So watch that match be sneaky good. I mean the bar is great. Miz could hold his own. Miz could be carried to a good match. And, and Shane could look good at times, as long as he doesn't throw punches, because his punches look bad. Okay. Ronda Rousey versus Sasha Banks in a singles match of the Rollins Championship. This one's most of this card is fairly obvious. There's there's like one or two that's tough. It's Not, my it's my dark horse for match of the match of the night. I think they'll have a, I think they'll have a really good match. It's a different style than Ronda worked yet. Yeah, and I'm excited to see it. But there's no way she's losing the title. Nope, Ronda. Ron, I will. If. There's a better chance of me waking up tomorrow six foot five than there is of Ronda not walking into WrestleMania as the champ. Unless she, I mean, yeah, she, she could lose and enter the Rumble and win, but I, I think, I don't think that's happening. <laughs> Either way, it's not going to affect the score. No, we're both going Ronda, so. 
up next, singles match for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Asuka defends against Becky Lynch. I don't even remember whose pick it is. This is mine or yours? It's yours. I'm going Asuka to retain. Um, if the Becky and Ronda rumors are true, it doesn't make sense to put the title back on Becky unless they're doing a unification, which I don't think they are. You know what I would love to see? What? I would love to see Becky win it back and enter the Rumble to, to, to wrestle Ronda Mania the Unified. I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility. I mean, it could. who says it can't happen? Are you going Becky? You're bold enough to go Becky? Oh, no, hell no. <laughs> not with these stakes. Asuka. Okay, yeah, so we're both going Asuka. Damn, so we're only disagreeing on one so far. This. Well, we have the bonuses. We have this, this, and the bonuses. We do have the bonuses, but we'll see. All right, up next, singles match for the WWE Championship. Daniel Bryan defends against AJ Styles. Ooh, more difficult than I anticipated it being. I don't think it's. I don't think it's a difficult call at all. The new Daniel Bryan. Yeah, Daniel Bryan's walking into Mania with this title, and the rumor. Oh, we didn't even address this in the news. I wanted to, but I completely forgot about it right now. So let's take a little sidebar from the predictions. There's a rumor that Daniel Bryan will be facing John Cena for the WWE title at WrestleMania. How do you feel about it? Actually, love it. I'd be for it. Just because, think about this. Daniel Bryan says what really drove him to the brink was uh, John Cena ruining his family by breaking up with yeah. Nikki. And like that, oh man, the promos, the promos between those two could be great. And big match John could go and it's a big match. Uh, him and Daniel Bryan already had a banger at SummerSlam 2013. Velocity 2003. <laughs> well, that one, was, that one wasn't a banger, but yeah, they did wrestle in Velocity in 2003. Um yeah, I think it would be a really good match. So, But I'm also going Daniel Bryan. I don't think he... Uh, I didn't see that rumor, but like I think that's an unbelievable way to do it. Yeah. Uh, so up next... I, I know those guys have been friends for years. Oh, they, yeah. They, they, yeah. They, would like to, they would like to do it. My I favorite want, friendship is seen in Samoa Joe. I wonder if they're still friends, because, you know, the whole Nikki thing was kind of messy. Did you see the shit that came out about her today? I did. That is messed up. <laughs> I'm sorry. What does that conversation go like? I have no clue. I have no clue how that conversation goes. Do you want to inform the listeners instead of just... <laughs> oh, yeah, yes. So apparently Nikki Bella calls John Cena after all of her dates. I don't know if I buy it, though. Do you buy it? Yes. Did you read the, the, like, the context? I've read it, but like that's some that's some next level. I, feel like, Cena, I feel like Cena is super sensitive. Well, like, he won't even let his name be mentioned on Total Bellas. She has to refer to him as his ex. I mean, I, I, Jesus. Well, he uh, apparently he was never really comfortable with the show, like, filming him anyway. He just did it, like, for Nikki. Yeah. So I guess it makes sense. He doesn't want his name mentioned, but, like... But he has no problem, like, letting people mention it in promos against him on, like, Raw or SmackDown. Like, it's been brought up. Or he's being told, like, this is here. This is what we're going to do. But I'm sure if Cena said, hey, don't mention that, like, Vince is going to be like, oh, fuck you, pal. Yeah, he, I, he, you're right. He does have to wait to... So I... Put a stop to something. It's a weird situation. It's a very weird situation. And they were a great couple, and I'm very mad they broke up. Nick, you bitch. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So up next, a fatal four-way match for the Cruiserweight Championship of the World. Buddy Murphy versus Akira Tozawa versus Hideo Itami versus Kalisto. And I'm going to keep forgetting whose pick it is, so is he, I think it's yours. No, it's yours. It's mine? Hold on. Count. Me, you... No, no, you, me. you, me, this you, me, content. you, me, you, me, you, me, you. Oh, it's Buddy Murphy. None of, none of these three guys scream next Cruiserweight Champion. No. champion to me. I love Akira Tozawa. Hideo's a Japanese legend, and Kalisto's cool. I guess. And that's the day to give Hideo his moment. That you're confident enough to pick it? No, I'm not confident. Everything's so obvious. Someone's got to take a risk here, pal. Someone's got to take a risk I, at some point. We have our disagreement. See, we're gonna let it come down to that. Oh God. No, I mean, but this is this card really one that's controversial? No. You know what I'm saying? No. It's Buddy Murphy. They're not, none of, you're right. You said it perfectly. None, none of those of guys, guys are next. next Cruiserweight Champion. Next Cruiserweight Champion. I'm sure it's going to be a great the match. The only though. other person it would be would be Hideo, but it's not going yeah. to be. It's going to be a great match, though. I'm excited. Oh, yes, very. Too bad it'll be in the free show. Probably will be. All right, up next, singles match for the Universal Championship. Finn Balor versus Brock Lesnar, and it is your pick, bud. Oh, don't. We don't know what's gonna be like. I don't know. I feel like we're gonna see Finn's entrance to know if he's winning or not. But I think I, I think Finn looks like a million bucks in this match. But Brock walks out the winner. I was hoping you'd pick Finn so much because I'm picking Brock too. Just the context of everything, like Vince. I don't know if you read the reason why Vince took Strowman out of the match, but he said he didn't want Strowman to lose again 
So I think it's fairly obvious that Brock is the plan going to Mania. Yeah. Um. So, for that reason, I'm going Brock Lesnar. Like you said, I think Finn Balor is going to put up a hell of a fight. There's going to be some... That was so uncalled for. <laughs> that was so uncalled. You just threw a toothpick at me like I'm Scott Hall. No, I'd be Scott Hall. I know. I'd... But, uh... No, I think Finn's going to look like a million bucks in this match. Yeah, we're on the same wavelength here. Brock Brock can make someone look good when he wants to. Yeah. And I think Finn is going to look great, but not going to win. All right, so we're in the green. Unless Strowman comes down and ruins everything, which he might. But That's, I mean, Lesnar would still probably retain, I, I assume. Yeah, so it's still. All right, well, so we're in agreement there. Oh, man, this is one I wanted you to pick first in. The women's Royal Rumble match because there's there's two options here. God, I gotta pick first. No, you just pick no, no. You're right. You do. Yeah, because you pick you you pick first in the men's Rumble. Oh God, it's either gonna be I don't want to say because I don't. I mean, you're probably thinking oh, I gotta, I gotta go Becky. I gotta go Becky. She loses against Oscar and then enters the Rumble and wins it. But there's one other possibility which you might take and it might screw me. Ooh, so there's some deep thought here. I like it. Hmm. See, I, I can't... you could be the contrarian and really change it up. You came in. You came in full. Oh. Do I want to pick Charlotte? That's that's the other option. That's the other option. I just don't think you're gonna do a triple threat mania. I think they are. You but think they think, are? I still think Becky's winning the Rumble. I think Charlotte will weasel weasel her way in some other way. I don't want to follow you. This is going to be my pick, you dirty bastard. Well, I'm probably going to have to follow you with your men's picks. I'm sure we have the same fucking pick there, too. I mean, go Charlotte. Go Charlotte if you're feeling ballsy. I, just, a, I don't see it. Could be a difference, maybe. I don't see it. I see I see Becky the only person winning this. So thing. you're going Becky? Yeah. All right, we're both going Becky for the Women's Rumble. Man, it might really come down to this fucking Ricochet Gargano match. We might know by Saturday who wins. That's scary. Not really. Well, because the bonuses are still on the table. Bonuses are still on the table. Oh, uh, well, well, when you want to you parlay our bonuses with this pick here? I was going to do the bonuses at the end after the tiebreaker. Okay. But if you want to do them now, we could. No, tiebreaker's fine. After that's fine. All right, so the final match, the men's Royal Rumble. Who you got and why? Goldust, greatest of all time. I know you're not serious. I wish you were, but <laughs> I know you're not serious. I mean, it's kind of hard to do these prediction shows when they leak the fucking plans for WrestleMania. I know. It's it's him, right? It's gotta be. Yeah. It's the one and only CrossFit Jesus, mm-hmm. Seth Rollins. Yep. See, Drew is a is an alternative, but yeah. I just don't think I don't think they're doing heel versus heel at Mania. I don't see it. Now, if it was if it was SummerSlam, I'd say maybe. Yeah, if it was yeah, but I, not Mania. Not heel heel at Mania. Not heel heel at Mania. I, Drew will get his time, but just oh, not yeah. right now. He might he might get he might get the Strowman spot where he eliminates like forty people. Yeah. I mean, Drew McIntyre and Rollins are both going to shine in this match, but I think it might even come down to those two. But I honestly think Seth Rollins has to win this Royal Rumble and has to go to Mania and beat Lesnar. I think that's where it's going. All right, so the tiebreaker. Obviously, what stakes this high, we can't end in a tie. So here's another question. Do we want to do do keep going the way we were going, and this will be my pick first? Or should we flip a coin again since this is big? I'll leave it up to you. Whatever you think is whatever. I'm cool either way because, like, if you want to flip a coin again. All right, so we're flipping a coin. Yep, I'll call it this time. All right. Should we explain to him what it is first? Or yes. Like, okay. So the tiebreaker will be, this is like this is like bidding on the, on the price is right. The, as close to the entry number of the winner without going over for the men's rumble. That's important to know. It's for the men's rumble. If we both go over, it'll be whoever goes over by less amount. So uh, if the winner is at number 27 and you pick 28 and I pick 29, you will win because you only went over by one and I went over by two. So you understand? Yeah, so it's not the price is right rules. It's just closest to. Well, no, no, no. It's closest to without going over, but if we both go over. Okay. So like if, if I pick, if I pick, say I pick one, and the winner comes in at twenty five, and you pick twenty six. I'll still win because you went over. But if we go, but if we both go over, it's whoever went over by less. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. All right. So call it. Let me call it in the air. 
Do you want to call it before I flip it? Do you want to call it? Me? I'll call it here. Tails. It's heads. All right, so I get. I will choose my number first. Because obviously we can't pick the same number because it's a tiebreaker. Yeah. So here's the thing. I'm really scared about going over. Because if it comes down to this and I go over and Are lose, you going to take my fucking method? No, I'm not taking one. Oh, okay. If you're taking one, you're fine. But I do think the winners get come from the second half of the field. So I'm going to go with 16. That's been, it's been where it's going. Four, it, 14 was the winner last year. I did, I did my did my research. So did I. Shinsuke won But if this was in the 20s before that. It's, it's, like it's, usually, last... it's usually second half of the field. But I don't want to go over. So I'm going to play it safe. And I'm going to go 16 because it's right at the second half of the field. So my, right, my number is 16. What are you going with? I am... Uh, I am going. Three. Three? Oh, wow. Because I feel like Seth's not shaping this. I feel like he's going to be the Iron Man and he's going to win. Yeah, that's what I was scared, that's what I was scared about. So I picked 16. Oh, man. So basically, if the winner comes to the second half of the field, I got it. If the winner comes to the first half of the field, you got it. Yeah. Oof. Why wouldn't you just take one? Why you take that way? You guaranteed not to go over. I just want to hit it. Well, either if it's one, <laughs> yeah, yeah, if it's I one, you hit still anyway, win. Yeah, so. if it's one, you still win. I guess that's true. Yeah, that's true. Fair. Okay. All right. So my number sixteen and your number is one or three. I'm sorry. So we also have two opportunities to earn one bonus point each. One for each rumble. So first for the men's rumble, it's predicted surprise entrance. Obviously, I'm going Velveteen. Who are you going? We're taking this thing all back full circle, bud. Oh, God. You know who I'm going, and you know he's <laughs> fucking going to be there. He's, 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 <laughs> Tell me when you came up with this bonus question. It was just to get him. It was, just the, it was for this the whole time. It wasn't, but I immediately knew who I was picking. <laughs> This is the big red machine, baby. This, this is this is the time for the big red machine. Oh man! Should we get our cane fact of the week out of the way right now? No, that's still staying. It's staying I mean, in the same part of the card, I mean, buddy. He's I mean, the same spot in the card for twenty five years, and he's, he's, he's staying there right now. I mean, we didn't discuss the cane fact of the week, but I think we both know what it is. Oh yeah. Okay. I I we both definitely know what it is. Okay, so for the women's Royal Rumble, it's gonna be who gets. The most eliminations. So, I picked I picked my surprise entrant first. You could have this one first. I mean, I, we could both pick the same person. I, I defer I defer to you because okay. I want to take a little bit. I'm taking Nia Jax. You're taking Nia? Yeah. I think she'll have the most eliminations. In Going the bull Nakano. Uh, but uh, hmm. Because Nia's not gonna win, but WWE sees something in her. Yes. And I think she's gonna get shine and get. A ton of eliminations. I am going... Although she might have the most eliminations last year, which might not bode well for me. I don't remember who did. I did no research for this I think, category. I think she did, too. Jesus. That might not have been too smart then. I am... going to go... Mm-hmm. Not Lacey Evans. Uh, she's going to be the match, you know. Oh, yeah, I know. Supposedly, all the NXT call-ups will be in both Royal Rumbles. Except Lars's status is kind of in the air because of reasons. Don't think. Don't think. Oh, this is going to be the men's Royal Rumble match. That's I'm coming! Maybe Otis will be in the women's Royal Rumble match. Uh, that'd be awesome. Uh, Tamina. Tamina? Oh, I've, I may not win, but you're not winning either. This is not gonna be. Oh uh, wait! No, 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 no! You said Tamina. Bullshit! You can't I go. I did say Tamina. You can't go. Oh, oh wait! I did say Tamina. You're stuck with Tamina. Yeah, don't write that on my no, side. No, no, no! You, you, no, I, I got Kane. You, you got Velveteen. <laughs> don't try to stick that evil on me. Don't that try is, to stick that evil. <laughs> See no evil. <laughs> oh God. Okay, and I have Tamina. Yep, and I got Naya. And you got Naya. Ooh, so let's let's run down the picks one more time. I got so Tony has Matt Riddle, Johnny Gargano, Undisputed Era, Shayna Baszler, Tommaso Ciampa, 
Rusev, Mrs. McMahon, Rousey, Oscar, Brian, Buddy, Brock, Becky, Jesus. We disagree on one thing. Rollins, and then 16 with the tiebreaker. I'm sorry, it was a very, it's a very obvious weekend. Yeah. Uh, and then your special, your bonus for the most eliminations in the female match is Anaya and Mayans Tamina. Or you're in your special entrant in the male matches Velveteen. You know what? I'm not feeling a whole lot of confident about the Gargano match, but I'm feeling pretty confident about my bonus picks. So I, I feel like I could even it back up. Then we'll come down to the tiebreaker. Ho oh, ho, brother. Oh. As soon as that burn it down hits, you know someone, <laughs> someone's going to be very happy. He's going to be 30. Just to fuck with me. Uh, and then I have Riddle, Ricochet, Riddle, Ricochet, which is our only dis- our only disagreement. Our only disagreement. Uh, Undisputed Era, Shayna Baszler, Tommaso Ciampa, Rusev, Miz and McMahon, Ronda Rousey, Oscar, Daniel Bryan, Buddy Murphy, Brock Lesnar, Becky Lynch, Seth Rollins, three on the tiebreaker, special appearance from the, the Big Red Mayor, and Demina. All right. So once again, the stakes for this are. The loser has to dress as Kane and do something Friday in the middle of Times Square. What exactly will be up to you? Tweet us your suggestions with hashtag Kane Punishment. Whichever one I pick, I will Venmo you $5 and you will get a shout out. And I will Venmo you 60 cents and the caption will be fuck you. Way to, way to, way to contribute to the fund here. Uh, but anyway. So, what do you think? This is, this is an annual thing for the big four pay-per-views? Yeah. Everyone will want us... I won't do it for every pay-per-view just because I if maybe if this pays the bills one day I'll do it for every pay-per-view but until then the big four seems like a good enough. I mean you have, you have to wear an Eagles jersey for the next one if I win. Well no we already have the one. Do you remember what we planned for Mania without giving it away? I don't actually. I'll tell you off fair. We could we could we could sh- I own an Eagles jersey already so that'd be easy. But if we could switch it up if you want. Yeah, we'll figure it out. I'll 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 tell you when we get off fair. But yeah man it's going to be how excited are you for the Rumble? Who I knows? love the Rumble. Yeah. I always have. I, my first pay-per-view last year was the Royal Rumble, and I'm just very excited. I love the match. It's a great card. I am very excited for uh, Rousey versus Sasha and Brock versus Fan. And once again, predictable isn't always bad. No, it's, it's just... I don't care if I know who wins as long as the match delivers. You know what I mean? And a good match will have me believe in false finishes, even if I, like... Like Daniel, Brock, the Brian, yeah, the Brock Lesnar had me thinking Daniel Bryan yeah, was going to tap him out for a minute. I bought those false finishes, and that was a great match. So, I'm excited, man. We're gonna we're gonna go down, watch it with my boys in Philly because they they haven't seen me in a while, and we're gonna be on their podcast, and they're gonna be on our podcast. It'll be a good time. It's a podcast gasm. It's gonna podcast gasm. Yeah, that's it. So, uh, we're gonna hit you with our Kane fact of the week. He's gonna do a spiel about the family, and then we are going to get out of here. So. We will see you in a minute. This week's Kane Fact of the Week is a double do a double doink of Kane Facts. A double doink? A double doink. Cody Parky that shit. Kane has been in the most Royal Rumbles in history with 19. One I think one is a fake diesel. But uh, <laughs> He was in like the final four as a fake diesel, too. He was, in, he was the last guy eliminated before. Yes. Oh my god. And Kane has the most Royal Rumble eliminations in history. I think it's like 40. I'm not yeah, it's a lot. Oh, God damn. Wonder oh, oh, that hit perfectly. But that's this week's Kane Fact of the Week, and there will be many more Kane Facts for many, many years. Oh, yeah. This, this, this segment isn't going anywhere, whether you like it or not. As you know, we're at Champions Pod on Twitter. Please use the hashtag to help us decide our punishment. Kane Punishment, baby. Hashtag Kane Punishment. And follow Ron and Linz the, at TT4U, Linz at Linz Be Honest, Pat, Pat Sucklins, and at Old School Pants, Chris Panero, the number one impact guy on the internet. You all have a wonderful Royal Weekend, Royal Rumble Weekend, and we'll talk to you next week. Go Rams!